Hey, Star Wars fans. Welcome to the Credible Nerds Podcast. My name is Justin, and I will be your host for this video podcast here. And I have my fellow Mandalorians with me. I have Mark. Hey, guys. How's it going? And we have Aiden joining us once again. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah. So we have our, our crew together to talk about... For this episode, we'll be talking about Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2022. Uh, we, we did do the path to celebration we were going to do a a review show for every day kind of what we're anticipating and looking forward to we got through uh two episodes and then kind of dropped off kind of got a little i don't know boring is the right word but we were ready to go we didn't want to sit and talk about what we're gonna see we wanted to be there and see it so we just we stopped doing it uh we went to celebration last week um all four days we stayed at the the Hilton there is right next door to the convention center. So we're able to go in and out very well, very easily. That was super nice. Um, for us, this is the second celebration that the three of us went to. We went to Celebration Chicago 2019 and had a blast. So we packed it up again and went to this one last week. So we'll get started talking about the things that we saw, the things we liked, and what we enjoyed and perhaps what could be done better next time if we go next time and so just some of the highlights um for you mark as far as like the overall experience what would you say how how did it go how did it compare to chicago and kind of what are your general thoughts about that um i i definitely liked it um i have to give it compared to chicago if chicago's an a which for me it was, it was my first one. This one's a B, but I only have two to compare it to, right? Um, and so I think Chicago was really fun for me. It was my first time, a lot of, you know, cool things, kind of, you know, like wide-eyed from everything. Yeah. Um, so that was really neat. Um, but this one was, you know, you, you kind of knew what to expect. And then some of the the things that I saw, you know, I, I was, I felt like I was missing. Uh, one of the things I really missed was Warwick Davis. I thought he was a great MC. Yeah. Right. Um, he, he's super personable, you know, great, great guy. I mean, he, he's super knowledgeable, obviously in this, you know, star Wars universe. And he, he just got this huge, huge charismatic personality that just draws the audience in. And you know, I, I'm not want, don't want to take away from any of the MCs here. I, I thought a lot of them were great. I enjoyed them, but Warwick Davis is just kind of on his own level when it comes to MCing. So I did miss that. Um, th There's a lot of cool things. Uh, you know, we saw some expansions on some of the games, which was neat. Um, I think the Mandalorian, um, the Mandalorian panel was probably my favorite panel. And it, I mean, it was exciting. It was fun. We got to see a ton of people. Um, you know, they brought in a couple, um, couple surprise guests, you know, things like that. It was just a lot of fun. Um, I did get Carl Weathers autograph and that was great. <laughs> and so, um, I, I didn't get, I didn't, um, is it grief car guy? I didn't get his that picture sign, I got the Apollo Creed one because yeah. I've been Apollo Creed fan, right, since the early 90s. So so I got him to sign that, and that was that was a good time. So I don't know. Overall, it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm definitely glad I went. Um, I spent way too much money, but yeah. and I ate way 
ate way too much of those donuts, but it was, it was all worth <laughs> those it. Those fruit trucks, end. man, they killed us. I know. It was but super I convenient, mean, but man, greasy food all day long isn't good. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I mean, I would, I'd go again, basically. I, yeah. if, if I knew what I was getting and it was to start again tomorrow, I would go again. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I didn't even think about Warwick Davis. I, yeah, he wasn't there. He wasn't there to sign or MC or anything. So, yeah, that was he was definitely missed now that you bring it up. Um, like you said, very charismatic. For you, Aiden, what, how was your experience in general overall? What would you think? Well, I'm going to love it every time. <laughs> um, it's definitely my favorite convention, you know, comparing that to Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how focused it is on Star Wars because – um, I don't know if you knew, but I really like Star Wars and it's like above DC and Marvel and everything. It's Star Wars and it's not close. Um, so it's nice to go to a place where everyone's kind of in the Star Wars mindset. No one's really talking about anything else but Star Wars. And there's so much of it. Um, the panels were so diverse. We had an Attack of the Clones panel. We had Bad Batch panel. We had Mandalorian panel with an Ahsoka sneak peek. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was a mix of everything, and I loved it. And I think my favorite part was the Attack of the Clones panel because, um, like I said in a previous podcast episode, um, that's the one I grew up with. That was the first one that came out when I was alive. Mm-hmm. And it was just, um, it was nice to see all the, the heroes that I grew up with. Yeah. Um, at first they didn't have, or they had like, um, Daniel Logan, Tamara Morrison, um, obviously Anthony Daniels, cause he's in pretty much every one of those. Yeah. Um, so it was cool to see them, but we were really interested in seeing Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen because they were there um, for the Kenobi stuff. And I was a little di- disappointed at first when we went into the panel and they weren't there. I was like, they're here. Yeah. We know they're here in California, so where are they? And towards the end, they did pull out some chairs for them and they came and sat down and talked about their experience, which is awesome for me because you know they're they're my heroes hayden christensen and ewan mcgregor are are the the two actors that i've known and loved forever yeah yeah definitely it was a good one for sure um i think with tamura morrison and daniel logan they need to do like their own road show or something yeah. just go tour the country and because those two are hilarious together they play off really well together you know they've been they started in Attack of the Clones twenty years ago, and they've been attending conventions ever since. So they know they know each other. It mm-hmm. shines through. It's great to watch. Fun to watch. So they have that fun relationship, right? Yeah. It's it's almost like father son, but it's not. And the, yeah. you know, it's just real close friendship. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, when Tamu Morrison came out and he did the haka, right, man, I oh, was sweet. jacked. I was like, yeah, this is awesome, you know, and then he gets done and he can't breathe. He's like, I got to breathe. <laughs> I got to breathe. <laughs> yeah. It was the best. Yeah. He's funny because he comes out, I've noticed in his uh, panel appearances, he comes out, they ask him a question and he just starts talking. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't really, maybe he answers the question, maybe he doesn't, but he just talks and talks and talks and he's just hilarious the whole time. So you don't care that you answer the question or not because he's entertaining, you know, from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. 
that's Daniel Logan too. Yeah, he's the that's why they're so funny together. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, and we do have that uh, recording of that panel as well as the Bad Batch panel and what was the other one? Um, the so we went to Attack of the Clones 20th anniversary, the Bad Batch panel season two, and the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Mando Plus. Mando Plus. We have the, <clears throat> we have those uh, panels recorded, and they're on our YouTube. So if you're watching this on our YouTube, check it out. Uh, we've got tons of thousands of views on those on those videos. So people are really liking it and getting comments, thanking us for posting them, and they appreciate it. We didn't get the trailers or the 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 put the bonus footage because the it had sec- to be there. Yeah. Well, the security guards were pretty vigilant. They were shining flashlights on us. Hey, turn that off. So otherwise, we'd have gotten it. But yeah, um, had to be there. But still have the rest of the panel, all those stories, the haka, all the things they did is there on our YouTube channel. So check it out if you haven't already. And we want to thank you for viewing those videos. So you got to subscribe. We're getting lots of views, but we don't have enough subscribers. So we need, I think we're almost to 100 subscribers. We need at least 1,000. <laughs> So help us out, subscribe to our channel, um, like, comment, all that, you know, stuff. But uh, definitely subscribe so we can, you know, do more of these more often because we're making making uh, a little side cash to make us more incentivized to do more videos. So, <laughs> but anyway, enough of that. So as far as the first day, we show up, we get the lay of the land. We tried to sneak into the Kenobi panel. <laughs> didn't work that, that first panel 11 a.m we we almost did it but uh we just couldn't get into it so we heard about we it probably was, could have done it yeah if we we're willing to hide under those stairs yeah. right <laughs> we got past security <laughs> we're back there oh we gotta go to the bathroom we go in the bathroom there's no one there <laughs> but it's like what nine o'clock well probably ten o'clock right it's like well mm-hmm. do we hide somewhere for an hour or what <laughs> what do we do we almost did it but we didn't so we heard it was pretty awesome. They did. They had some announcements, right? They they did the Kenobi thing, and they John Williams was there, and he played uh, the theme from Obi Wan Kenobi live. Harrison Ford showed up and did a little thing. I guess it was John Williams' birthday that day, so he had everybody sing Happy Birthday to John Williams, which would have been awesome. Uh, I think they had some announcements with some of the shows, Visions. I think, uh, I, I don't know. I wasn't there, but, uh, sounds like it was pretty cool. Pretty cool panel. And then they did the Kenobi screening of the first two episodes later that night. Um, but we didn't get into that cause you had to get in the first panel <laughs> to go to that. So, um, so that was the first day. That was the big panel for the first day. We just kind of walked around, looked at all the booths, bought some stuff. Uh, anything stand out for you, Mark, that first day, as far as what we did and uh, what you liked? Um, I worked, I went and did the diorama for oh, a large yeah. chunk. Tell of us about day. that. Yeah. And th- that was a lot of fun. So wh- what they, d- so I think every convention, right. They do that, this big diorama yeah. and this one, they did, um, one scene from every Mandalorian episode, um, for seasons one and two. And so the first day, the one I, I did it was episodes one, two, and three. And, I ended up doing episode one. I made one of the little buildings where they found Grogu. Yeah. 
And uh, so I did one of those buildings. I didn't do the main building, but the building I did was right next to it. So that was pretty cool. And they put some stuff on it. Uh, it's just a lot of fun, right? You get to put, you know, build it and kind of shape it. They give you an idea what the building should look like. And then you would kind of interpret it how you want and you paint it. And that was a lot of fun, actually. I, I enjoyed it. I wanted to go back and, and do more, but it just takes up such a large chunk of your time. Yeah, it's hard hours, to go right? back. Yeah, I mean, mine, I think I worked on it two hours before lunch, right? And then we met for lunch, and I did it two hours after. Oh. So, yeah, it's, it's a big part of the day, really. Um, so it, it was a good time. Um, that was a lot of fun. I think I, I had fun at the, uh, um, what was it, the gaming? Is it a MOD? I think so, yeah. I think it's MOD and they sell all the games, you know, and, um, so they, had, yeah. So they had a lot of expansions, uh, to a couple games, which was fun. They had a lot of, a couple new games. Um, I really wanted to get the assault, like Jedi assault. Like, I can't remember the first name, but I really want to get that one, but it was like 110 bucks. <laughs> so I didn't get that, but, uh, I went and, uh, sampled them all and tried them all. And that was a lot of fun. Um, it was just a lot of fun checking everything out, right? A lot of cool costumes. Uh, the fun thing about the first day is it's pretty low key, right? It's not jam packed. Yeah. So we went in, I mean, we walked right in at hardly any lines. I think, uh, you know, it's it really fun. You know, you can kind of take your time. It feels like you're not so, you know, jam packed trying to get, yeah. you know, beat lines and all that. So that, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thursday was definitely the I don't know if slow is the right word, but uh, least amount of people that day. Mm -hmm. So that was nice. Uh, but for the the games they had, what's the 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 bounty hunter game that you got last celebration? What's that called? Outer Rim? Oh, yeah, Outer Rim. Yeah, and they did have the expansion to yeah. that one as well. Okay. What was that expansion like? Like, so I, I always thought if you've seen the game, it's kind of you know built in a U shape you know, like horseshoe. And I always thought when they expanded it, they would build the other side to the horseshoe. Um, but they didn't. What they did was they added on two little pieces and you can actually warp from one side to the other. They introduced some new characters. Um, I don't know if, if you've played Outer Rim, you kind of know if you haven't, you pick different char characters like bounty hunters and stuff. And they all have their cool different abilities. Um, you can play Han Solo, you can play... Uh, some of the assassins, you can play really anyone. And so uh, one of the things they were selling, right, was that Ahsoka ship. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so that was that was pretty neat for it. So was that for that game or was it for? I think it was for that game. Um, at least that's what they're telling me. I didn't get one, so I don't know. But uh, uh, a lot of fun. Um, it, they just kind of expand on what's already there. You know, they bring in a couple new, um, a new different ways to win. But, you know, generally it's the same game. You're not changing it up too much. So it, it definitely, definitely some games worth getting. Um, I won a card game, which was pretty cool. The very last, it was the second to last day. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I won a little card game that I won for my kids and they were sold out. And then I guess I, I followed their, um, their Twitter and on their Twitter, if you were one of the first five people to go up to them and, you know, say a phrase, they would give you a free one. And so I was able to get that done, which was pretty fun. I think that's when you guys went to the Bad Batch, yeah. right, panel. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to go get this, you know. And so <laughs> yeah. I took off and didn't meet you guys in the panel. Yeah. That was funny. We were, we, 
You went and stood in line for us in the standby <laughs> line to save us a spot while we went and got the Ahsoka ship. And then you're like, hey, they're letting us in. They're letting us in. So we hurry up and we run over there. We tell the guy, hey, our, our brother-in-law's are, he's in there. He's saving us a spot. Can you let us in? So he lets us in. We go in. We get a seat. And we're like, we're texting you. Where are you? Where are you? He's like, oh, I'm outside waiting. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> okay. Well, they, then, they had they us did wait in a line to yeah. get into the line. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. so we thought you were already in there. We smoothed our way in. And then you weren't even there. <laughs> and then that's when you went and got that card game. So I was like, okay. I know. That was terrible too because I won that card game then I went and spent like 150 bucks on model toys, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that. We we all went there to that booth. Was it uh, Bandai? Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We went to that one. What'd you get, Aiden? I got a couple. So you and I both went and got you got Pose X Swing and I got the Red 5X Swing. Mm-hmm. And then um, I wanted to get, or you wanted to get the Mandalorian or the Razor Crest or something, yeah. and it was sold out for that day. But then a later day, I went back, and there was a lot of stuff sold out. But they had the Mandalorian back in stock, so I went back. I went back and grabbed that because it was a cool looking one and it was posable, which is not too common with um, like models and stuff. Usually they're pretty set, so I thought that was cool, and it was with his. Season two Beskar armor. Oh yeah. So I I had to get it. Yeah. Okay. What'd you get? You got a lot of stuff there, right? Mark. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Too much. <laughs> I got like the was it ATST um, with uh, Chewbacca hanging out the top. I'm actually building that one right now. Nice. Um, I got it. The Tie Fighter. I I did get uh, Red Five X Wing. And I got the Millennium Falcon, and I went back and got the stinking Mandalorian because I already have Boba Fett. <laughs> and I was like, if you got to have Boba Fett, you got to have Mandalorian. So I went and got. So I, I think I got, I got five total. And I don't know how I fit those in my bag. Right? I was like rolling clothes up, like barely fit it in. But yeah, I got the five. The the most fun one I'm looking forward to build is is obviously the. Well, probably Red Five actually. I, I'm excited for that one. I. You know, she's kind of the original Red Five. I'm, I know there's a lot of talk about that, but it'll yeah. it'll be fun. So I actually wanted to get the at at that they have there, the ATAT, right? But it was just like the small, small, like the small version. Yeah, so big. Yeah, so I was like, nah, because there's only, I think they said there's like 27 parts to it or something. I was like, nah, that doesn't be quick. You know, it'll take me 10 minutes. So, mm-hmm. so I opted to get some other stuff. Yeah, you started to put together your X-wing, right, Aiden? Yeah, I did. It's it's hard. <laughs> um, there, the pieces are so small because the X-wing is probably like this long, um, the long way, and the pieces are just so tiny, and um, the instructions are a little bit hard to read. You have to actually like look into them it's not like legos or something where it tells you exactly where to go and what to do step by step by step it includes it all in like five steps in one so you have to really look at it and um yeah so it's slow going but i'm getting there okay yeah it's 
they're fun though, huh? Right. But, and they're yeah. kind of like in Chinese, right? You see the Chinese stuff uh -huh. and sometimes they, they uh, have the instructions converted to English, but it doesn't convert very well. No. And so you're like, Wait, what is that trying to say? So, yeah. um, it, it, they're fun though. They're time consuming, but they're a good time. Cool. Yeah. And then we also went to the Kotobukiya, is that how you yeah. say? <laughs> the Koto booth. And I got a Phasma. Um, probably, I think they're like, it's like this tall. So cool. Those are, those are easier to put together though. Yeah. I got a pair of first order stormtroopers and that you basically just put their legs arms and head on and yeah. and that's it but it's cool because it comes with a few different variations so it's not just the one you can put it in like a casual position or an attack position it's it's detailed too and it comes on a magnetic stand so it stays up really well mm -hmm. okay yeah, so we spent that first day and a lot of the second day too when we weren't at the panel just shopping and looking at stuff and taking pictures. Aiden dressed up in his Mandalorian cosplay and a lot of people came up to him and uh, took pictures with him and really appreciated his armor, so that was awesome. And then the second day, was it the second day you went as uh, Inquisitor Cal Kestis or was that the third? Uh, it was the second day. Second day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, didn't get a lot of notice with that. Like, people saw it, but they didn't seem to recognize what it yeah. was. There was one guy with um, a BD-1 droid. It was a really cool puppet that he had. And he recognized me and came up and wanted to take a picture. And I was like, wow, no one like even caught what I was trying to do. And he comes over with a BD-1 droid, and it was a cool picture. Yeah. I believe that we put that up on our Instagram page, so check yeah. that out. So. Yeah, and then um, some of the announcements. We got uh, the Bad Batch is coming out fall, I want to say September, late September of this year. Cassian Andor is coming out uh, August of 2022. Uh, Mandalorian Season 3 is February around there, 2023. So yeah, they said the date. Was it like February 17th or something? Okay, yeah, it was something like that. Then Ahsoka's after that. What it was? What was some of the other ones? I think that was it. No movie announcements. Yeah, nothing. Which is, I think they kind of talked about a little bit in some of the press announcements, but nothing like no teaser trailers or anything. And that's that's disappointing. I mean, ever since uh, the last celebration in Anaheim with 2015, when you know we saw the Force Awakens trailer. We saw some for the first time, and then we saw some concept art for Rogue One. They announced that, and it was just a lot of hype around the movie, the next movie, and then the next celebration, Last Jedi and Rogue One stuff, and then the next one was Rise of Skywalker. You know, so these movie announcements bring a lot of energy and excitement. And while it was cool to see the Mandalorian season three trailer and Ahsoka and Bad Batch and all that, it's, it's not the same. It's not a movie. And mm -hmm. I think the next movie is Taika Waititi's movie. And I think they're saying 2023, but I don't know if that's going to happen. So, I don't know. For you, Mark, not having a movie trailer or something big like that, does, it, does that matter for you? Or what do you think? Not for me. Um, 
I feel like that they had this huge push of movies, right? And then the last couple were flops. Not that I didn't like them, but uh, Solo didn't do very well. There was a lot of critics that didn't like it. I actually really liked Solo. Um, But that one didn't do very well. And then the last, you know, was it Rise of Skywalker? I mean, I was disappointed in that one, right? <laughs> and I think a lot of people were. There was a lot of flack. So I think they got a little nervous, and then they saw this huge success of The Mandalorian. Right. And I think that that was kind of like for them, like, wait a minute, like, maybe this is what people want. Because if we could have told The Rise of Skywalker in, you know, six episodes at 45 minutes each we may have been able to tell a better story because i feel like there's so much story to say in one movie you just they had to cut so much out it just seemed strange and you know so then that's what they kind of went to they're like well let's go to this you know let's see what we can do do with this you know then we got you know book of boba fett or book of fett you know and Mm -hmm. we got Mandalorian season two and I feel like that they really hashed those out it was almost like they had a little too much time right because there was a couple of throwaway episodes in each of them that were just like almost nostalgic episodes or just these weird throw-in episodes right? right but you could just tell a more complete story that allowed me to draw in better connect to these characters better um things like that and you know now we're seeing you know New Obi-Wan, same thing, you know, we're three three episodes in, and I'm just like, what? You know, there's only three more? This sucks, you know? And, yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, we're getting a lot of story, and, you know, and then adding in all the action everything. I just, I, I like it. I think it's a good idea from them to go this route because there's a lot that they can accomplish this way. They can tell a better full, you know, a better story with the Ahsoka. They can tell, you know, Mandalorian 3, we're going to see some cool things, right? We saw that trailer, and if you were to see that trailer for a movie, there's just no possible way they could make a two-hour movie really that good. But they sure can make, you know, four and a half hours of episodes that good. So I think it's a good route for them. Obviously, I think they're going to have to put out another movie at some time. Um, you know, maybe maybe they'll have to do the Snyder release of Skywalker, you know, yeah. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. That's a good but- point. I mean, because that movie did feel rushed and uh, like you're missing things, like you said. So if they did, and there was rumors of a, a six hour or I don't know, a long, a longer version. The JJ cut is what they were hashtagging it for there for a while. And so, yeah, if you can do something like that, because uh, I think the hesitation that I have or the the limitations with Disney Plus is the budget. Because the stories are good. I think the character development and the overall stories are intriguing and stuff, but there's times where it's a TV budget, right? The locations that they go to, like with book, book of Boba Fett, uh, you know, they went to someplace in California and this last episode of Kenobi, they're like wandering on that desert and you can tell it's California, Yeah, you know? So they're not like these exotic locations, and that's due to budget. So I think if they can somehow marry the budget issues with a movie, you know, have a movie type budget with this, you know, four, five, six or more episode storytelling model, I think that'd be the perfect thing. And then maybe when it's all done or uh, maybe release the first two episodes as a movie so people get hyped and go to the movie theater. You know, and then they watch the rest of it on Disney Plus or something. I don't know. Just somehow combine the two. What do you think, Caden? What um, you, what's your observations? 
Well, I personally like the TV show format, especially coming from just a couple of TV shows, um, namely The Clone Wars and Rebels being the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were amazing. I mean, they did so well with The Clone Wars, especially the last season that they could came out with recently um i liked the last arc which i'm sure everybody did because it was so cinematic and since it was animated they didn't need a movie budget to travel to these locations they just needed to do their job well which they had been doing for a while um and that's dave filoni's work um which i think is the reason why the mandalorian and you know the book of boba fett with um, John Favreau as well are doing so well. It's because even with a small budget, they just do their magic. Um, True. And with the new TV shows coming out, like Ahsoka and Bad Batch season two, I really did like their trailers and teasers because they did feel like a cinematic movie trailer, mm-hmm. um, something to really get excited for. Showed us intense scenes and just really what we want. Um, and I liked that part. True. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think if they can just spend more money on yeah. going places, locations, you know, to kind of beefing up and this, it's a small thing, but you can tell, you know, they're not in Tunisia or, you know, something like that. Some cool location. And, uh, and I think I'm sure the actors and everybody, the crew appreciates that, that they're just, driving an hour out away from LA to shoot some scenes instead of flying across the country for a couple of weeks. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can tell. I, one thing too, is I felt like something happened with their CGI budget between the Mandalorian to book of Fett. I don't know if you noticed it, right. But when they were flying around, you know, and, and driving around, like you could feel that they were going fast, right? The CGI, CGI allowed it to go fast, but in the book of Fett, you know, what was that weird, I don't know, cyber oh, yeah. game, whatever, you know, right? And they were riding through the town. You're like, like, you're trying to make them look like they're going fast. But then when it shows the shot, they've gone 50 feet. Yeah. You know, you're like, it was just, really, yeah, it was really weird. And I don't know if it was a, like a CGI budget thing, like they put their money somewhere else or what it is. But I'm like, look, this is Disney we're talking about. I mean, these guys have to have that kind of budget. And we were talking about a, you know, Star Wars was such a history and, you know, being super fantastical anyway in its storytelling, you need to match that, you know, and, and I felt like that was a little off. I mean, I still watched it, still liked it, but yeah. I felt that it, it just was missing that something. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big criticism for a lot of people. Um, just that, first of all, the whole, uh, what were they? They were like, they're not speeder bikes. They're like, yeah. They're like floating mopeds. Yeah, the moped gang. <laughs> Just that whole decision in the first place. But then, yeah, that chase scene was pretty lame, if you ask me. I mean, the Return of the Jedi speeder bike chase on, on Endor was better than that. Yeah, and that was like 40 years ago. Made in the 20th century. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just, I don't know if that was a stylistic choice. If If it was, that was not a good choice. Or like you said, a budget issue that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, so celebration as a whole, I think, you know, as it moves forward, the next one is in uh, England, 
the Excel Center, and that will be next year, April of 2023, April 7th through 10th. And it's the third Celebration Europe, and we probably won't be going to that. I have no doubt that I will <laughs> not be there. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what the – I'm sure at that celebration they'll announce the next U.S. celebration. And tell us your thoughts on that, Mark. You had a big theory on when the next one will be and what it will celebrate. Okay. But I like uh, the next – the next huge one I think we have to go to for me is 2027, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's the 50th year anniversary from A New Hope. Um, and for me, that's the one that you shell out the money for, right? I mean, they're making hand over foot anyway. We're spending hand over foot. Like it's just, and that's fine. You know, that's what we, we do. We will, you know, like to buy the cool things and, and stuff. But I mean, for me, it's like, look, if I go to another one before 2027, which is fine, I'm not spending a ton of money. I'm saving money from now until 2027 because that is going to be the party. That's when you're going to have everybody there, right? They're going to have to bring everyone that's still up and at them from, you know, New Hope and the originals. You're going to have to bring in all the people from the prequels, the sequels, the TV series, Solo, um, Rogue One, you know, anything that had to do with it. Yeah. And it, it's going to be a party, right? It's going to be massive. Right? There's going to be signings everywhere. There's going to be celebrities everywhere. And it'll be amazing. And so if you're ever going to spend $2,000 on a VIP ticket, that's the one you spend $2,000 on a VIP yeah. ticket. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, especially because 50th anniversary isn't just the anniversary of A New Hope. It's the anniversary of just Star Wars, mm -hmm. um, that being the first one and um, the beginning to um, just a universe that, you know, half the world loves. Um, so like like Mark said, it's just going to be have, have to be everyone coming because mm -hmm. um, everyone's part of Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of sequel, if any, sequel actors that attended this one. Mm -hmm. uh, it was mostly prequel focused. There were some, even original trilogy, there wasn't a ton. There were some. I think you have the normals, the normal guys that show up the, that come, but you know, it was mostly episode two based, and so there was a lot of hype around that. Uh, it was Mandalorian in episode two, I think, is the audience that they went for. Um, so do you think, though, that's 2027, so that's five years away from now four years away from the next one in Europe. Um, do you think they'll do a 2024 or 2025? I think 2025 would be likely because of Revenge of the Sith. Because mm -hmm. you, you said that's what, how, how long is it? 20 year, 10 year? 20. Yeah, 20. 20 yeah. It'll be 20 for Revenge of the Sith and 10 for Force Awakens, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. That's funny. Now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, it was 20 years. Because I was thinking what I was doing 20 years ago. I'm like, no, it wasn't. Oh, it was, right? And I remember going to it. Yeah. Um, I, I remember it well because I was walking down the aisleway and I tripped and my popcorn went everywhere. <laughs> and I was so pissed off. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, that one will be a fun one to go to too. And that, that's like I'm saying, like that's one that you go to. Um, 
to spend a little bit money on a VIP ticket. So you get first, you know, first pick at the next one. Um, but, and maybe you buy a thing or two, but you know, like that's what you just kind of go to just to, to like be a, be a viewer, right? Uh, you know, go go and sit in the panels, talk to the people, but you're just not shelling out huge, huge money. I'd actually be surprised if there was a lot of money spent at that one, just because everyone, all the fans have to know 27 years coming and or the 50 years coming in 2027 and that, you know, the money they're going to spend on that one's going to dwarf anything that's, I yeah. think, that's been spent before. Yeah. What would you be? What would be your focus for a fiftieth year celebration? Like, what would you buy or want to get the most? Everything. Autographs. <laughs> autographs. I mean, autographs for sure, because everyone's gonna be there, and it's so hard to get them right. You have to send them somewhere, pay this high premium price for it, and then wait, you know, four months, and maybe you'll get it. And so, you know, it's just kind of, and it's not as fun doing it that way. Right. right. I mean, how fun would it be? Not saying Harrison Ford will do signatures, but how fun would it be to go up to Harrison Ford and get an autograph? How fun would it be, you know, see Ewan McGregor, you know, Hayden Christensen, you know, and go up and down the line, all of them. It'd just be fun to say hi to them. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm going to pay that kind of money and and then, you know, to get their autograph and just something that would be awesome, I think. Autographs. I mean, I would probably buy like 15 autographs and that's a lot of money. Right. But that's what I would save my money for. Yeah, I think I would too. I'd try to focus on the ones I don't have and get those last, those last couple that I need to round out the, the collections. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, there's just the some people ones. that aren't going to come. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. And it's cool to get action figures. I'm sure they'll have a, a whole 50th anniversary collection of, of action figures that you got to, you know, 20 bucks a piece and you can stand in line for hours and you know, that whole thing. But, uh, I think I'm, I would be more focused on autographs. I, I'm not too big on the photo ops. I mean, they're fine, but they're just as much as the autographs, and you're literally standing next to them for five seconds, if that. And maybe you say hi to them, maybe not. But And that's it. And the, the backgrounds aren't that cool. It's just this generic photograph, whereas the autograph, you can look them in the eye. Sometimes you can shake their hand, say, hey, thank you. I really enjoy luke skywalker he's awesome he's my hero when i was seven years old and mark hamill says yeah thank you you know you have that even though that's only five seconds that's something you know that's way more personable than a photo op for me Mm -hmm. so cool yeah i think that would be the next big one i'm sure they'll do 2025 um and then a 2027 so we'll be ready for that when it comes um, so with some of the announcements were there were Star Wars Visions season two. Did you watch season one? I did, yeah. Okay. What'd you think? Um, I'm not too into anime. Uh it's not really my thing, but I am into Star Wars, so that <laughs> made it my thing. And yeah. I thought some of the episodes it's a it's a series with different episodes being created by different studios so every episode is a different story a different art style different um just story style uh, which is cool i liked that idea but some of the episodes i didn't really take to Mm -hmm. um but there were that were there were a couple that were really cool um specifically that first one that was in kind of the brown and gray and white 
um, color palette, I guess. Um, I liked the art style for that one. I liked the story. Um, and I'm excited to see more of that. And there's supposed to be more just continuation of the episodes that we saw in season one. So I am a little bit excited for that. Obviously not as much as like the Mandalorian, Bad Batch, Ahsoka, stuff like that. But it'll be cool to watch regardless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there was another show, Tales, Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. Yeah. That was announced. And I, that's an animated series focusing on Ahsoka, Qui-Gon, and... Dooku, I believe. Yep, Young Dooku. Yeah, Young Dooku. So it kind of gets uh, their. It sounds like it's like their background, their origin story, or their Padawan years, that type of thing. I think another one in there was Asajj Ventress. Okay. Um, and I'm really excited for that one as well because it's going to be the art style, art style of the Clone Wars, and that's just my favorite. Seeing that in Clone Wars and Bad Batch and I also really like the idea of Count Dooku being a fallen Jedi. Yeah. And then him turning to the dark side and not becoming a full Sith. Um, and just seeing that transition. And then also young Qui-Gon, because we only see a little bit of him um, compared to the rest of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I'm not too interested in seeing young Ahsoka. I don't know if there's that much to see there. Um, Because we see most of her development in the other TV shows. Yeah, in the Clone Wars. But Asajj Ventress would be kind of cool because we know her background being a Knight Sister, but we don't know how she became a Knight, from a Knight Sister to a Jedi, then to a Sith. Did we see a little bit of that in Clone Wars? We do see like flashes and Mm -hmm. a little bit here and there, but it would be cool to see just more. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I'm, look, I'm looking forward to that. It's a limited series, so not too in-depth, but cool. And then there's a Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures, and that is set in the High Republic era, era centuries before Star Wars The Phantom Menace. It's, uh, it's for preschoolers and their families. <laughs> so <laughs> probably won't be seeing much of that. Maybe I'll check it out here and there, but uh, it's definitely animated for younger kids um they'll be doing star wars nursery rhymes and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> i was a little bit disappointed that it was for younger preschool age kids because um i'm interested in the high republic era i haven't read any of the books or the comics but i really like the idea and i'm more of a a screen media type of person um, so I was a little disappointed that it wasn't going to be made for me. Yeah. Those were the kind of the big ones I'm, we've talked about. So, yeah, any closing thoughts or points you want to make, Mark, before we wrap things up for the show? Uh, no, it, overall, we had a lot of fun, right? I think by Sunday we were just burnt out, right? I yeah. think we came home. Yeah. A little bit, we went back to our hotel room a little bit early and we all crashed for like two hours. Yeah, it's a lot of walking, um, yeah, a, lot of walking a lot of fun. Um, no, I'm just excited for you know the next one we go to and hope we you know we can start bringing 
uh, some people back. I know a lot of people weren't there though because they were filming other shows, right? You know, I got Willow 2 filming, you have you know, new Ahsoka filming, and it was cool to see those people come in for a really quick, you know, um, cameo and stuff, but it had been cool to see them there throughout. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was great. I, I had a lot of fun. Um, I just can't can't wait to do it again if you haven't been go it's it's worth going to you know like um you see a lot of people there we sat dan dan far there right from uh the salt lake city fan x so that was pretty cool um it was funny because we saw him right after we got done talking about him like five minutes before and then i'm like what the heck we just ran into him (laughs) so uh, that was pretty cool but um no i mean good stuff i i really did have a great time good uh Aiden and I, we went to the Star Wars After Dark, Star Wars Night. Yeah. And it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was expensive for, yeah. what, six hours? Uh-huh. Which we didn't even go to all six hours of. Yeah. We left a little early. Because it's hard to walk around all day at Celebration and then walk around all day in Disneyland. And I don't know. I wasn't, it was fun, but I wasn't impressed as far as like, why is it Star Wars Night type thing. Yeah, it was cool to see... I like the lightsaber um, meetup. Meet yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to take part in it, but there were so many people there. Like It was the entire area around the Millennium Falcon, and it was like body to body. Yeah, it was jam-packed. Which was cool. In, like From afar, it was really cool. But other than that, it was kind of just like we've been to Galaxy's Edge a few times over now, and it's, mm-hmm. it's just that but dark <laughs> yeah yeah it was it, fun it was nice to have shorter lines though um yeah. there were definitely shorter lines i think the longest we had to wait for a line was um the rise of the resistance which was cool because you and i got to see in mcdermott yeah. just walk on essentially yeah. yeah like he walked in front of us and i was like it's the emperor it's darcidious <laughs> like i didn't know what to say <laughs> it's in mcdermott ah. and then yeah, he just walked on, and we had to wait like forty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like, and I saw some uh, some pics of other guys, other celebrities, celebrities that were there too. So that was cool mm-hmm. that they got to go. Um, we went to um, Star Tours, walked right on, basically. Maybe Always was, fun. Maybe ten minutes. Yeah. Wait. So that that was nice as far as like no lines and stuff, but mm-hmm. um, I probably won't go again. Yeah. Because we priced it out, right, Mark? And it was a regular ticket for a full day was cheaper than what we paid for that. Yeah. 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 I looked at it. I was like, uh, you could get, like, I I think I got online. It was like 140 bucks yeah. just to get a ticket for the whole day that day. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. I, I didn't get a ticket. I It would have been fun to go. Right. Um, Justin sent me the link for the ticket and I assumed I had bought it. And then I started looking through all my stuff. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't buy it. That's terrible. So I didn't get to go. I, I ended up having to go watch Top Gun, which was an amazing movie. But um, I, I wish I could have gone. Yeah. Well, they kind of hosed us on that ticket, too, because the initial, you know, for 2020 was the initial date for the convention. And so we bought I bought the tickets. uh for I think it was one ten, so it was a little pricey, but hey, it's just six hours, so you're not getting not paying for full price. And then they came back and said, "Well, if you're gonna go for May 
27th or whatever the date was, you need to pay an extra $65 now after they had <laughs> rescheduled it. So it was like, oh, great. So now it's $175, wow. which is not worth $175 in my opinion. 110 maybe. I I can understand why they would have wanted to price it out more. I don't know why they want to want like why they changed it, but the peel if we would have taken full advantage would have been really cool. If we hadn't been to celebration and seen cooler Star Wars stuff right yeah. before and worn ourselves out already, yeah. I think we could have taken advantage of it a little bit more, gone on some more rides, um mm-hmm. just hung out longer. Yeah. But we were already exhausted. We had seen so much Star Wars already. So, yeah, I wouldn't buy the ticket again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, it's kind of like last thoughts. Sorry, I, I know I'm right. taking up a little more time. But right. one thing that I think that needs to be fixed between the two, between Chicago and we talked about this, you know, offline, yeah. is they have got to find a way, read pop or, you know, whoever is wants to do it to make that app effective. <laughs> I mean, you're trying to get in a virtual line, you get on right at 9 a.m. and you're still 30 minutes away from checking in and everything sells out at, you know, 10 after nine. And then uh, they close, they close all the celebration store 20 minutes later, right? It's just insane. Like, you know, it's just almost impossible. Um, I don't really know the best way to fix it. I know we talk like there should be kind of like a hybrid. You know, they should say, okay, if you want to stand in line, the first X amount of people that get here, the first 500 people can stand in line. If they want to stand in line for three hours, great. Uh, If you want to chance it and get, you know, pulled randomly to get into this panel or whatever, then take your chances. And if you don't want to stand in a three-hour line, fine. But I think that there should be a reward for wanting to stand in line for three hours. And that should be like, hey, you're guaranteed one of these 500 spots. Congratulations. As opposed to you just randomly didn't get it out of the 50,000 people. Better luck next time. Because there were some people that didn't get in a single panel. Yeah. You know, and what are they to do? The streaming panel, like overflow. They didn't get that And so, yeah. And then, I mean, we were trying to use the... uh, the stinking badges and use the app and stuff. And finally I just put like all, all I used it for is to see what time anything was. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't even try to utilize it cause it was just so poorly done. And, you know, it just seems, you know, the amount of money that's getting put into that, you know, from ticket sales and from whatever, there's gotta be a better budget to make sure that works correctly. Right. Yeah. And then the celebration store line was insane. There's, Three rooms that winded in and out and in and out, and then you got in finally. Yeah. So you had to wait in line to wait in line to wait in line to get to the store. And then once you got in, like if you were getting the pins, I heard that the the pin set that everybody's wanting, you had to get in line to get a pin, like mm-hmm. select which pins you want. And then you had to go to the register and wait in line to pay for the pins. <laughs> it's like a three-hour process, if that. Maybe five hours. I don't know. We didn't get in, so I don't know what it was, how long it took. So, yeah. just in general, the celebration store has got to be fixed. They tried the hyperspace lane, and that's what you were talking about. You know, log in at nine o'clock, and by like you said, ten minutes, it was done for the day. Mm-hmm. You weren't getting the time. And every day, we logged in at nine o'clock. 
to try and get a spot and we never got a spot in the four days. And then one day yeah. we went two days, two different days. We went down to a town line. It was like, Oh, it's a four hour wait. So, well, we want to see stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we want to stand yeah. the line. Sorry. Yeah. It, it's just something has to be done. Like there's yeah. gotta be a more efficient way. There has to be something, you know, I don't know if you expand that celebration store to twice the size or, or yeah. what, but I mean, in my mind, you have five years to fix it because in five years you thought it was busy now and impossible to get into. And if they don't fix anything, you're going to really upset a huge fan base that wants to get into that store, wants to buy things, wants to send money and they just can't. Yeah. seems like it should be an easy fix. But, and that's how it was. I remember, I think 2015 was the first time um, it started to get like that. Like it took forever just to get into the store. And before that, it was, you had to wait, but it wasn't hours to get into the store. Where like, because I remember Celebration 4, we pretty much just walked right in every time mm-hmm. to buy the stuff we wanted every day. Celebration five, little more people took a little bit longer, but it wasn't insane. But ever since uh, Celebration Anaheim 2015, the Celebration store, and that's when Repop took over. So I think it's a Repop thing. Must be. They just do not know how to manage that, and it's terrible. Uh, Yeah, obviously there's more people coming now than Celebration four. Right. But there was still so many people at Celebration four, so it's not just that. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember in in celebration 2019 waiting for the store. Um, didn't we have to reserve a time to go wait in the line? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there I, there was a hyperspace, but I don't think it was. It never it worked. Was, yeah, it was the same thing. It never worked, and I think it was just for VIPs. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, we really got to fix that. So. Any other things that they could do better next time or you'd want to see next time? Just let us wait in line. <laughs> we complain about these lines, but for the panels, we're willing to wait in those lines. So just let us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, before people would show up at 7 p.m. the night before, spend the night in the celebration the, on the concrete floors and be first in line. It's okay. We'll just sneak in. We <laughs> We can do it. Yeah. Well, and that's why I'm saying there should be a hybrid version of it. Like, yeah, you don't want 50,000 people laying in line and sleeping on concrete. That's just insane, right? But you could say, hey, we're going to allow 750 people that want to sit in line. But at 750, no one else can come in line. No one else can stay, whatever it is, you know, and then cap it off. But then you're rewarding these people that want to spend the night on that concrete that those diehard fans, like, you know, diehard fans are willing to go the distance. Yeah. Let them be a diehard fan. That's part of their experience, and and you're taking it away and making it too random. Yeah, it is frustrating to, you know, put in all this money. Like it's not cheap at all, <laughs> and then look at your emails, see which ones you got, and see oh, I just got one of the five possible that you could get into. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah, very disappointing. <clears throat> so, for me, I'd want to see um, the panels were cool. The ones we went to, 
Uh, that was on the main floor. There was a second floor and a third floor. I think most of the panels were on the second floor. We tried to get in a couple of those, and they were full. Yeah. And um, I don't know if they. I don't think they streamed some of them. They didn't stream a lot of them. Basically, I think they only streamed the ones that were on the celebration stage. Which is what I was saying earlier. Like I would have liked to see some of them that weren't on the celebration floor, mm-hmm. um, at least streamed. Yeah. And so there's that. But then a lot of those panels were, they're run like the guests are fans, super fans, yeah. or podcast hosts that have gotten mm-hmm. in with Lucasfilm somehow. And and I'm not mad about that. It's just the fact that. I want if I go to celebration, I want to see the professionals who worked on the movie, who wrote the books, you know that type of thing. I want them to be the panel that I go see, not just some fan who likes, the, you know, has the same uh, experience or knowledge that I do. They're not going to, you know, teach me anything or reveal anything new that I don't know already because I'm a super fan. Yeah, we went into a, a poster collector panel, which. Is- cool i guess but we do that yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. see it yeah look at um, our walls we have posters so we know um, the posters yeah and i'm looking at them like well what are your credentials you've just been doing this longer than i have sorry yeah. I, I mean i wasn't born yeah um but you don't know more than i do really you just mm-hmm. have been doing it longer i want to see um there was a panel with anthony daniels that i mm-hmm. wanted to get into you guys were asleep that was when i left yeah. I went to go try and get into it, but um, it was full already, um, which is why I wanted that one to be streamed because I wanted to go see it, but it was yeah. just full and unavailable. Yeah. So I'd like to see more professionals doing those panels. Like if you're if you're having a Star Wars poster panel, you know, who are some of the artists that could show up? Right. Or, you know, someone, maybe someone from Lucasfilm, uh, publishing or not publishing but promotion who you know puts the posters together or gets the people connected hey we want we want you to draw this scene for this poster or what you know something like that Mm -hmm. not just fans who collect posters yeah they did have a panel with doug chang yeah um and that's like the type of panels that i want to see yeah exactly we tried to go to that one too and it was also full but I want more of those types of panels. Right. So if there's more, hopefully we can get into at least one of them. Um, but just seeing him would be really cool because he's the behind the scenes of Star Wars. He makes the, I mean, he didn't make the X-Wings come alive, but um, everything that we saw in the prequels was him. Mm-hmm. So that would have been cool to be able to see. And then we did go to the Rancho Obi-Wan exhibit. Yeah. Boba Fett, uh, Bo-Katan, Mandalorian experience. That was, well, it wasn't the Mandalorian experience. That was something different. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Rancho Obi-Wan display was cool. So there were some, some cool things up there on those other floors. Yeah. The droids. That the, was really cool. All the different R2 units, protocol droids, all kinds of droids. That's Mouse droids. Nice. Mouse droids. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah probe droid they even had that probe droid that they uh, were yeah. you know driving around the convention for so all right so yeah that's that's kind of our 
rundown of Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2022. Uh, we had a good time. Some things we wish could have gone better. But overall, for me, it was an 8. 8 out of 10, I think. Uh, I think the thing that would have pushed it to a 9 or a 10 would have been like just more movie stuff. That was missing for me. For me as a, a fan and been to past celebrations, you know, seeing that movie trailer that debuts like the Force Awakens trailer that we saw, Last Jedi trailer, Rogue One, you know, all that all that stuff that they save for celebration to hype everyone up uh, for a movie. It's just a different level than a, a Disney Plus series for me. So uh, what about for you, Mark? What would you rate this celebration as? <clears throat> Um, yeah, I, I go with an 8 out of 10 uh, from what I've seen um, so far. So I, I really did like it. Um, a lot of fun things, you know, just the stuff we talked about. So I, I can't wait to go again, to be honest. Yeah. Aiden? For me, I would probably get a 7 out of 10. Ooh, um, going a little bit lower than you average. guys. Just an average celebration rating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been to five now, I, I can say. Yeah, that's true. Um, last celebration in Chicago was perfect 10 out of 10 for me. I think that's the funnest one I've been to. Um, we had lots of opportunities. I liked, compared to this one, I liked how Celebration's um, convention floor was set up. They had the bit, the forgot what they called it but like the star wars stage mm-hmm. in the middle of the floor this time they had it on the very 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 end just out of the way yeah and i didn't like that because i didn't i didn't really know what that was until the last day and i was like well there's nothing cool going on now yeah um yeah we didn't see it there for a couple of days yeah like i knew it was somewhere but it wasn't right there like it was at chicago yeah and i i feel like it should be in the middle because Mm -hmm. that's the show that's the show that's going on when the panels aren't going on um and that's where we got to see another interview with ewan mcgregor and hayden christensen that i was only able to see online after the fact um, because i didn't know where that was um and the other thing that drops it from 2019 is just we were able to get into pretty much every panel that we wanted and every line that we wanted mm-hmm. and we weren't be able able to do that this time yeah yeah we didn't get any exclusive raffle or lottery email winners mm-hmm. we only got the one panel yeah we snuck into <laughs> snuck into another one, but bad batch, and I feel like you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, yeah, because there was plenty of room. Yeah, we got in there, and all the people who had the lottery, who won the lottery, were already in there, and there was tons of room. Yeah, you know, there plenty were of seats, two, three hundred more seats at least. Not desirable seats, right? But you're in there. Yeah, you're in the room, as opposed to the celebration stage. Yeah, or no, not the celebration. The the galaxy stage yeah. and the other one right the twin sun stage yeah so all right well thanks everyone for joining us here on the credible nurse podcast as we talk as we talk about star wars celebration anaheim 2022 definitely subscribe to our channel we'll be putting out some obi-wan kenobi reviews uh they're they're up to episode three right now and episode three killed it, it was awesome <laughs> <laughs> one of the best star wars so cool. sequences i've seen in a long time 
so we'll be talking more about that soon. So keep an eye out for that. Um, as well as me and Aiden will continue with our Bad Batch Season 1 review series. And then just our general, you know, nerd stuff that we talk about. DC, Marvel, Star Trek, um, Cosmere maybe, Wheel of Time stuff, Dresden Files, all that good stuff. So that interests you, definitely subscribe to our channel. We're moving more towards video podcasting. Check out our audio podcast on tcn.fm. It'll take you right to our audio podcast feed, and you can check out all our past episodes that we've been podcasting since 2017. So this is our fifth year anniversary this summer. So we've been around for a bit. Um, Check out our past reviews and our past shows. And so thanks for joining us, and we will catch you next time, guys. May the force be with you. See you guys. See ya.